This Is Matter on January 27th. Yesterday was a big breakout attempt as Pappy logged into M2 on into all those Titans and tried to find their way out. We'll let you know how that went. First, I want to say hi to my friend Gregorian. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Excellent. Let's uh, check that voice one more time. Uh, check. Yep. As you probably doubled up there. Okay, great. Thanks. Let's continue. Uh, very first thing we want to do is give you context on where everything was. Uh, this is M2. And uh, that is where they actually uh, made the break. And it ended up being quite a success. So let's talk about that. Gregorian, you were in there. Um, how much warning did you have that this was going to happen? Um, I didn't really have much warning. Uh, I had been... At that point, I'd I would was a, I'd been asleep for a couple of hours. It, then uh, shortly after midnight, I woke up, noticed that I was getting a lot of Discord pings on my phone, and decided to log in. Yeah, too many pings to ignore. I think is what you said. Uh, yeah. All right. So, what was the like, big deal? And uh, and here it is. The for the last month, as you know. Uh, Pappy forces have been trapped inside of M2. At least a large portion of their uh, supers have been there, especially their Titan fleet. And uh, how big are we talking? Uh, Goonswarm and the Imperium estimate that uh, 300, over 300 ships were stuck in there. I think the their official estimate is 337. Right. So we'll go with that, uh, since we don't have any better information. Apparently they use... Um, locator agents and they track all the titan pilots from their enemy side and uh some kind of formula formulation like that and they came up with that number we don't know if it was accurate um but uh, we'll assume it was mostly accurate since philly didn't contest that number and he is one of the fcs on the other side of the aisle he is on the pappy side yeah he and pro god legend said in their t coalition town hall what the that it was close to correct, close to the actual number. Okay. He didn't say what the actual number was, but that it was close. I'm not even sure they know because it's a it's a super coalition. So it's uh, it takes all the FCs to get together, count up all their guys, or all their guys have to be uh, forthcoming, and then um, each one of them would have a piece of the puzzle, and they all have to put the puzzle together. And I don't know if they even went to that effort because they they knew they had guys there. Um, I'm not sure they uh, put together how many they were. And if they did, they probably wouldn't tell us. But their enemies, the Imperium did, they said 337. So let's assume that's correct, or at least in the ballpark. If so, uh, about 20 hours ago, the uh, Pappy forces logged in en masse in that area and were able to get about two-thirds those out. Our information is that 181 Titans were extracted I think five of those died in the process. Yeah, though, right? that that sounds. I'm, yeah, that's uh, the last count that I've saw. It was 181 total are no longer in the system, and 176 of those were successfully extracted. Yeah, so about 175 Titans made it out of there. Um, and, yeah, and, uh, that, and, that, that was considered, and that's yeah. the that's the number that a lady Scarlet told us, right? 
and that is considered a pretty good victory. Uh, only losing five Titans on the way out of that mess was, on the face of it, a very good result for Pappy. On the other hand, they had to sacrifice some firepower in the form of Dreadnoughts in order to make sure there was some kind of a counter to the Titans uh, that belonged to the Imperium that might be firing or wishing to fire on the Titans while they escape. And so the way this works is basically uh, the Imperium has the advantage here. They're actually on a keep star and they can be tethered. So they can basically log in, dock up, undock, and be tethered. All in safety. There's no 30 seconds of vulnerability. Uh, so they, are, they have the advantage as far as uh, vulnerability. They won't be able to be hit unless they decide to hit first. So a lot of them logged in very quickly, uh, according to Vili. And um, if, if they decided they wanted to try to kill some of the Titans that were logging in from the Pappy side, they would have to uh, uh, fire their Doomsday, which would break their tether and leave them vulnerable for a certain amount of time. And for them not to be able to do that in impunity, Pappy had to fire back or have the ability to fire back Except that if if Pappy fired Doomsday's back from their Titans, their Titans would use so much capacitor that they wouldn't be able to jump out. And so they had to make a choice. Well, their choice was to bring in a whole other fleet or two of Dreadnoughts, because Dreadnoughts right now are incredibly powerful against Titans. So those Dreadnoughts that came in were there to essentially be the return fire if anyone on the Imperium side decided to try to kill some of the Titans on the way out. And that is what happened initially. A few Titans went down on both sides. Um, <clears throat> the Dreadnoughts uh, killed a few Titans very quickly. And so uh, the Imperium had to change strategy. Instead of just shooting the, the Pappy Titans on their way out, they decided to turn their guns on those Dreadnoughts because they needed to wither those away so that they would be able to fire again, with impunity. So the clock was ticking for Pappy to get those Titans out because once those Dreadnoughts were gone, then Pappy would have no choice but to either bring more in or use their Titans to fire back and get involved in a long fight or just absorb the losses and jump out, not firing back. And those were their choices. So the Dreadnoughts were sacrificial and they did their job as long as they needed to because 175 Titans were able to find their way out without engaging in combat. There was a lot of other things going on there with subcap fleets on both sides. And uh, it was kind of a surprise event. This comes, what, some 25 days after these uh, ships were essentially stuck there on January 2nd. It's also the the 27th is the anniversary of BTAC-R and Asakai. Yes, it is. Yeah. Asakai was uh, 2013. BTAC-R was 2014. And I believe the very next year was another huge battle, but it was like the 24th instead of the 27th. Uh, for some reason, January 27th is a big, big day. Uh or actually, if it was yesterday, it was the 26th. But basically, right about now, we have seen cataclysmic fights. That's usually because this is the peak yeah. of winter. And normally, yeah, was, fights happen during the winter. 
or was yeah, happening? It was. It started uh, slightly after midnight in Eastern Time Zone U.S., where I am. So that would have been the twenty seventh still, and definitely in Eve game time, it would be the twenty seventh. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, they're hours ahead. Uh, you're right. So, uh, yeah, and normally this is the peak of winter. Wars happen during winter. People go outside during summer, usually in Europe, so you have a lot less activity. That's just been the case for uh, MMOs in general, but specifically EVE Online. So in the winter time, though, that's when the wars heat up, usually in the fall, and they get going into December. They take a break for the holidays, and then they usually come back in a ferocious way. And that's exactly what's happened with this war as well. Uh, so what happened in January, though, was there was a big timeout called as both groups were actually kind of trapped in the same system, MTAC2, one group watching over the other to make sure they didn't make an escape. And so they were both kind of locked in this eternal uh, headlock, basically. Uh, and in the meantime, there was a lot of fighting going on with iHubs, as you can see. Still, there's a lot of stuff being lit up uh, in this area. Um, and there was a keep star over here in, uh, one smeb, uh, right here in this area. I'll tap on it so you guys can see it a little better. And that keep star is actually going to be headed towards its, uh, final timer in just a few days. The, that, I think those that's the tomorrow. Wow. So soon. Okay. They, those were the activities that were happening during this time. Uh, and then there was one or two or three or several, attempts to kind of clear some bubbles and get one or two out, uh, uh, one or two of these uh, Titan ships in uh, MTAC-2. And then they decided at one point all at once with some amount of secrecy to just log everything in at one time, drop the dreads and uh, as cover and uh, try to get out. And that's what happened yesterday. So that's a big development in this war. And it opens up some possibilities. And we heard from Billy if this had not worked, if they had been in a prolonged fight, and if they had lost that fight, or even if it was an even fight, but a lot of the Titans had been demolished, uh, this could have been this could have been a backbreaking move, um, a backbreaking moment for Pappy, because those Titans were actually fairly important, more important than even I thought they were. I thought they have an equal number of Titans or more that are still outside the system, even with these trapped there. So there you have it. Uh, luckily, they live to fight another day, uh, so the war will go on. All right, let's have a look at uh, who lost Titans. This one, this is, a, again, a short round because uh, more than anything, 400 or so dreads were destroyed, so that's uh, where a lot of the damage was being applied, and Pappy wasn't really um, interested in sticking around any longer than they had to with their Titans, so they extracted, but... Uh, I believe they were able to take out six uh, Goon Swarm Titans, and Pappy lost um, five, I believe. But let's have a look. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds like the numbers I've been hearing. All right, so uh, the first... Let me get back here. Make sure these are all in M2. Here we go, M2. Uh, so Asterk uh, loses a Ragnarok for Test Alliance, and... Uh, the second uh, Ragnarok is a pig zombie from Test Line, so two right off the bat uh, from Test. But then you have uh, Return Fire here as the Dreads uh, start to fire back, and you have Bad Poison dying from Goon Swarm, Justin Cushion, 
I believe he is a ganker in high sec. Yeah, he's one of the big suicide ganking multiboxers. Well, he lost to Ragnarok. You have Razor Maiden, or Madden. Uh, Miss Paytowin. And then Equalizer. Equalizer. <laughs> I said it right the second time. Uh, all losing Ragnaroks. Uh, so the Dreadnoughts really went to work taking out, uh, it looks like in succession, like five uh, Titans. So that's probably when they decided to really try to take those uh, dreads out as quickly as possible and had a lot of success with that. Um, so then Ragnarok is lost by Test Alliance again, Time Star. Uh, another trade here as Goonswarm loses Ragnarok. And, uh, and that's really, it was really a story of Ragnarok's uh, before an avatar from Northern Coalition was destroyed. And then uh, two Leviathans from Test were destroyed. And I think that is the end of it. Yeah. I think we, I I think we had think numbers that on Ragnaroks, Yeah, the Ragnaroks would have been the higher priority targets for both sides because they're both less durable and higher damage than uh, avatars and Leviathans. Yeah, right. Usually you aim for the uh, the ones you can destroy quickest. Oh, okay. So at uh, least tells us that Bad Poison is a very old name. Uh, let's actually have a look at Bad Poison. And I think here we can go to, there used to be a way to go to different stats. We'll get on the pilot. Yeah, they're not here. It's, or it's not here. But what we can do is go to Dotland, um, create a new window for Dotland, and look up a character. Or maybe we have to go to Eve Who. I think we have to go to Eve Who. This will give you a character's background, and we can see what uh, corporations the person belonged to. This this person will probably be in Goon Swarm, but uh, I want to look back and see if there are other corporations that are. Uh, no, Amok. Um, her. That's what I wanted to check. So in 2011, that's why that sounds familiar. Her, I think, was actually in uh, Morsus Mihi, if I'm not mistaken, or Razor, one of those two. And this is where we want to go to Dotland and hit her. And this will give you the background of that uh, corporation. And uh, if you hit here, their alliance history. So yeah, it was Morsus Mihi. And Razor, so they were in both. Uh, I remember them in Northern Coalition very well. Uh, oh, and they were in Against All Authorities. And those are all incredibly apex powers of their times. Uh, Morsus Mihi in that era, 2006. Uh, Against All Authorities, 2011. Razor, 2013. That might have been a little past their prime. Um, Northern Coalition uh, always had a... Um, Always had a, they were always, always a top competitor. And then now they're in test, which is now actually one of the, one of the big alliances. So yeah, her has a, a storied background and bad poison. That's why that name was familiar. Thanks, Elise. Yeah, Herd was definitely in Northern Coalition for a while. Yeah, four years. All right. Um, so, we did an interview with, uh, let's see if we can grab that. I think I can just go here. 
we did an interview with uh, Vili today, so you should probably try to catch that. We'll uh, think which one is it? Highlight this one here. It was about a half hour. We actually went like an hour, but I chopped off the second half. Just play a second of it, if it'll cooperate. And it won't. And there it is. So if you guys want to watch that, we'll have it up on YouTube in just uh, a few minutes. Actually, it might take like a half hour. Or you can watch it on uh, Twitch on this channel. Let's see, more information on... <laughs> Thanks, Elise. Uh, bad poison in the fourth Titan Lost Club. Oh, huh. I think the uh, four Titan Lost Club is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, uh, Bob's Sir Mole or Strike, Shrike as uh, he's known, but also now um, Hippojax lost four, I think, in one night. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he lost three in one night, but he's definitely lost four or more. I don't know if that's an exclusive club anymore, at least since uh, Titans are not what they used to be. But uh, at a certainly, point, it's a bit less exclusive since M2 Tech. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that. All right. Uh, do we have any other news from uh, yesterday's matchup? Uh, not, not significantly. Uh, like, uh. We expect our dreadnoughts to be replaced. Like I haven't checked my dreadnought character since this morning, but I, I think I w will have a, a replacement contract by the next time I log that character in. Right, you're in horde, right? Right. I, uh, I know you moved around a little bit, but uh, yeah. So, and you were in one of the dreads that was uh, destroyed. Yeah. Uh, it was a majority revelations, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, revelations and Nagalfars are the usually the preferred dreadnoughts nowadays. Right. Well, how long did you last, by the way, or how many kill mails did you get on? I didn't actually get on any kill mails because uh, my dread group, uh, uh, the Sino that we jumped to, was a little bit out of position and my dread actually just bu was bumped off bit it anyway. Well, bummer. So I, and because I, I lasted slightly longer than it took me to run a, a, my single siege cycle. Like because I s waited until, uh, I, I slowed down a bit to, uh, siege up because i bumped off at the beginning of the jump mm. uh i was one of the last people to exit siege and then by that point i was uh one of the only targets left on grid since we were de-sieging to jump out so with me being one of the only targets left i pr melted pretty quickly after i left siege oh i see yeah, and that's some experience. You don't want to actually siege when you're floating away, uh, because uh, I think it does. It increase your mass. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, so that's so you can't move, and and so if you're floating away, I don't think it sticks you where you are. It just makes you go like 
further. Uh, so you want to make sure you're not moving when you siege. Uh, it's usually how it works. It's been a while since I was in a dread. All right, let's see if we have some questions here and then we can sign off. Uh, does Horde get full SRP? You want to answer that one? Uh, we we do a... Uh, I, we do a decent SRP. I'm not going to... We're, we don't like to talk about capital stuff outside of the capital group, but we do a decent SRP. All right, we'll read between the lines. Here's another question by Joe Bob Hanke. Uh, do you think that Test could have attacked with the Supers slash Titans and Dreads and overwhelmed Goons since they had numerical superiority in the system when the op occurred? Well, that's a good question. Not sure. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen, that uh, Test and Pappy would actually bring more stuff in and overwhelm um, uh, Goon Swarm, but that would have been a really bad idea since their goal wasn't to get into a protracted fight. It was to get out. Uh, so I misread the situation, but I thought if enough of them were caught in bubbles, and of course there were a ton of bubbles being applied to them constantly to keep them in place, that if caught, they would have to fight their way out. When I was talking I, to Vili, oh, go ahead. I think that that would actually be uh, much riskier than uh, the thing that happened because uh, while we definitely lost a lot in dreads, uh, dropping our uh, titans instead would have been a much more much more stuff to potentially lose. Yeah. So what it would have been is, uh, by the way, that is, uh, Gregorin. He is a TIS researcher. So what would have happened according to Vili is they would have slugged it out and it would have been trading relatively evenly. Uh, and then who's left depends on how many ships actually get in there. So, Imagine that the as Pappy decides to shoot their way out, and uh, every time they shoot, uh, that's another few minutes that that Titan can't actually extract because he's got to cap up. And uh, in doing so, and you don't want to leave your guys behind, otherwise you'll you'll leave a lot to get destroyed. But um, even if they were to drop in a bunch of Titans, if the Imperium was to continue to uh, reinforce over time, you would have seen this turn into another very long fight. Well, at least five hours, because that's how long it would have been until downtime. And if they'd gotten to downtime, which very likely would have happened, they would have been stuck again. So it would have been uh, a scrub, basically. They might have traded more Titans, but it would not have been advantageous for them. Now, with Titans extracted, they have options. And I think that's what they were looking for. Okay, are any other questions? Let's have a look here. All right, uh, don't they have to deal with the Titans that have their modules offline and in low structure? Uh, I, I presume you're talking about ghost Titans because we saw a lot of ghost Nexus coming back and uh, there were no ghost Titans in this group. This was the group below the Keepstar. So these were actually uh, downtime logged off. Um, they weren't uh, in stable server or unstable server uh, logged off, uh, which was a different thing altogether. So uh, these all came back, I believe, as they were left. And in between January 2nd and January 27th, there were a lot of 
opportunities for these Titan pilots to actually log in right near downtime. And I'm talking a few seconds before downtime and cap up. And they, they had days and days to get that right. So a lot of these Titans were coming back into the scenario with full capacitors, which gives them options. They can doomsday with a full capacitor or they can actually jump out with 75% or more of their capacitor. So that's what all that groundwork was done and probably why it took a while for an actual breakout attempt. Not a matter of a few days, but uh, several, several days. Ghost Titans are a whole different thing. And those are the ones that you will see above the Keepstar. Uh, and there are still some trapped up there. When those come back, they're coming back in a very mysterious condition where really the only... This was very well explained by Elise Randolph uh, a few days ago when we were watching uh, some of the... Well, actually, it was uh, a few days ago, and I don't remember when it was. could have been Monday. But um, when they come back, they come back with only the uh, hit points and the capacitor that the character brings to the table. So the ship has been... Uh, wiped clean of its hit points, its capacitor, and everything else because it was destroyed. So when it's actually called back, one server will say, yeah, I have that pilot. He's supposed to be in this ship. And the server that uh, the M2 server would say, oh, that ship was destroyed, but I'll take it since the pilot needs something to come into. So he comes into a ship that is a blank slate without any power since it was completely destroyed. And so that's why you would see a Nyx, for instance, arrive and it would have very low power and it would be in hull and it would only have 20% hull. And so incredibly fragile ships when they come back and were easily destroyed once they were targeted. So that's that's the, mis the mystery of the Ghost Titans extends to uh, Ghost Supercarriers. And all of those, again, are above the Keepstar. And we didn't see many of those logging in yesterday. So this was a breakout attempt for the ship's that were trapped because downtime came on December 29th. And instead of logging back in on the 30th or right after downtime, uh, they opted to stay logged out because they needed to come back for the final timer, which was the one that was the disaster. I hope that's explained well. At least could do a much better job than I could, but there you go. All right. Uh, yep. I wonder if Elise is going to still be all doom and gloom about Pappy's situation now. No, I think he was very uh, complimentary to both sides. Uh, the thing that's remarkable that Elise keeps pointing out, which is a very good point, is that both sides of these on this uh, of this war think that they're winning, and that is very true of this fight as well. Because Pappy got out, and they're very relieved to get out, and so they think it was op success, only losing a few titans. Uh, they could have lost a lot more and not getting stuck and mired into a big battle that would have gone to downtime again, therefore scrubbing their attempts. So they came out feeling very good about what happened here. At the same time, Imperium feels really good about killing 400 dreads. So a little bit of icing on their cake. Uh, and, that, and so both, again, feel very good about their prospects for the war, and their morale is high on both sides. Which means we will see more fighting, and that's good for everybody because... Uh, as far as game health goes, we want to see uh, a withering of both sides, preferably equally. <laughs> they don't prefer it, but we do, because uh, as these two giant groups 
lose resources, that means uh, with scarcity tighten, tightening everybody else, that means that um, everybody becomes more equal to these two groups. And that is better for the ecosystem of the game. But that's an opinion. All right. So that's it for today. I don't think we have other news. But yeah, 176 Titans got out. Five were destroyed in the process. They, they got about 180 to log in. And uh, that is great news for them. 412 dreads died. That sounds about right. Millie said about 400. So M2 breakout. Looks like it, it was uh, good for everybody. Now, one last thing. What happens next in M2? There are still more Titans there, right? Like 100 or more, we assume, if the numbers were what, they, what Imperium says they were. But now you have to think that um, the people that are in M2 on the Imperium side have to hold that camp up even longer for less result. So what you may see is kind of a... Um, kind of a weaker front on the Imperium side on M2. They may stay there and party. That may be possible. Uh, they may be uh, ready to go on a moment's notice and, and everything else. But uh, as Pappy is now able to destroy more and more things, they can start to make the escape of groups out of M2 coincide with timers, for instance. And then the Imperium would have to decide, do we keep guarding the M2 Keepstar or do we fight them on this other front, whatever it is? And that is the end of the show. Unfortunately, we had technical problems and the computer froze and shut off. So I restarted uh, and then just said goodbye. We're trying to make the shows a little bit shorter. Thanks for listening. We will see you tomorrow.